Dave, a genuine uh, sitcom star uh, a, with us today. An 80s and 90s sitcom superstar. Yeah, remember the, the show Head of the Class? Yeah, yeah, who doesn't remember it? It was on for five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it starred uh, Johnny Fever. You're right, Dr. Uh, Johnny Fever. Howard Hessman right. was the star, and it was uh, he was the teacher mm-hmm. of the class. And our guest today, Dan Frischman, mm-hmm. played the character of Arvid. Right. And, and I actually found a clip here, to because he introduces himself nicely in this clip. Let's, let's just play it. Into this class, and we've accomplished zip. I'm going to the library. Um, don't mind Alan. He, he's very intense. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, I'm, uh, I, I'm Arvid Engen. Uh, my grade point average is 4.0. And uh, my nickname is Badges because I win so many awards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I like squash. Play squash? No, I eat it. <laughs> There he is. I love the laugh track. (laughs) Is that laugh track or is that... uh, Yeah, definitely a laugh track. That's uh, Dan Frischman. That's going to be our guest today. He played the character of Arvid, the ultra nerd. Mm -hmm. And, uh, hey, we're all nerds, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, That interview is coming up next because Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Dave, this week's guest, a major sitcom star from the 80s and 90s. We're very excited. He was on the show Head of the Class, which starred Howard Hessman. And I think of all the characters on his, on the show, this role was the most memorable. He played the dweeb, the dork, the nerd. In a class full of nerds, he was king of the nerds. His character was named Arvid. Please welcome to the show yes. Arvid himself. It's Dan Frischman. How are you, hey, Dan? Dan? Good, Rick and Dave. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thanks for being Was I too mean to call you the nerd on the show? Oh, no. that is. I celebrated that every day. Okay. Uh, it didn't really work for me in high school or college, yeah. but it finally paid off. You're preaching to the nerd choir here, buddy. When I, when I turned 27 years old, by the way. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, I was uh, researching you for this interview, and I figured, because I remember watching that show when I was already working, uh, I had a job and everything, so I thought you must be younger than us, but you're not. You're about the same age as us. So you were playing... A much younger character, weren't you? Yes, yeah. I was uh, 27 playing, a, I, I guess, starting with like a 14 or 15-year-old when we were supposedly you know, started in high school. Uh, and by the time I graduated, I was 31. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
I walked out the stage door after the graduation episode and there was like a time warp and I was suddenly like, you know, I was taxes. I don't have to do taxes. I'm 14. <laughs> suddenly I owned a house. And, you know, what the, who, it's yeah. the David Burns song. It's the talking. Who is this right, wife? You may ask yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did this I is not my beautiful house. Yeah. No. You know, uh, you're talking to a couple of nerds, not as yeah. cool as you. Uh, well, maybe oh, not, gosh. maybe not quite as nerdy as you, but maybe, you know, we had allergies. Uh, we oh, yeah. had pocketfuls of cl- used Kleenexes. You know, yeah. we know your shtick. The, man, uh, the manly kind of stuff. But, that, uh, yeah. you know, I, the, the appeal of the show was the 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 cool nerdiness, yeah. right? Wouldn't you agree? I mean, that's kind of... You made the, nerds cool. Absolutely. I, I heard from uh, several nerds across the country during the run of the show saying that they felt more... Uh, they felt more confident in themselves and that girls thought they were a little cooler. Uh, oh. Yeah. I, I, I would say perhaps we helped that along a little bit. So you're telling me that you help people get laid. Is that what I'm hearing? Here? <laughs> so you're kind of a pimp. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> wow. <That's, laughs> I wish I could help myself. One thing. I, I remember walking to a supermarket when I was, you know, at the height of my fame, this gorgeous tall woman comes over to me and says, Hey, you're on television, aren't you? I said, yeah, yeah. She goes, you're that dork. <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. That was kind of the end of that, uh, you know. But, you know, uh, we have kids uh, who have, you know, grown up now. They're already grown. Um, but when they were kids, being a nerd was cool. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the whole, there's no stigma yeah. to being a nerd anymore, which, uh, you oh, know, I'd like that. to go back into 1975 right, right. now. I, I would rule that place <laughs> right now. <laughs> but uh, Yes, so, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. So uh, maybe you're responsible for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. I, I accept. Take it, buddy. <laughs> Just take the credit. You're right. I will. Me and... Uh, was it David Carradine or Revenge of the Nerds? You know, yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Eighties. Yeah. So, um, ahead of the class was uh, Howard Hessman uh, vehicle. That's you know kind of how it got on the network. It was his second biggest hit. Um, obviously, for right. our generation, Johnny Fever, WKRP. Um, right. How how was Howard to deal with? I know we we lost him recently. Yeah, I you know I was sorry that he passed. Because uh, he was really the glue of the show, uh, even though he hated the show. <laughs> Just, to, but you know, I, 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 I'm not speaking out of school with yeah. that. He, because he's spoken about it publicly uh, in the past. Uh, I, I think he was told that the show was about uh, a single teacher, and that the class itself was, and the students. We were all like one character. And it was really about him. And I think they they discovered early on that people responded to the nerds, the uh, the students. Right. Uh, so they kind of turned it. And he uh, was really unhappy that he he sort of felt like he was kind of the you know Uncle Charlie. Uh, uh, and was that a Petticoat uh, Junction reference? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, right. My three sons. <laughs> my three sons. <laughs> that's what, well. Wait. Oh, that's right, Uncle Charlie. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, and. So he railed against it. He, he uh, I formed a, I, I would say probably the closest uh, alliance I think with him because I understood him, and I had a discussion with him about the show, uh, just you know, just one on one, and he just told me that he felt um, that they'd sold him a bill of goods, whether they did or not. Uh, you know, it's not uh, not for me to know. Really. Interesting. So. Do you- uh, yeah. 
do you have any like juicy behind the scenes stories of uh of you know uh turning over a buffet table or something come on i, I want dirt <laughs> just make it up just just, just make, make it up something up oh my god yeah, just you know a carrot going up somebody's nose or whatever just just whatever <laughs> there's nothing specific i can you know it's funny you were t- talking about Thank howard you. uh we had tommy chong on our show a few months yeah. back and uh he and howard were on uh that 70s show at the same time i uh, did a mm-hmm. couple of episodes and he also hated being on that show. And, and in oh, fact, no the two of them uh, did not get along. They, they did at not all. jive. They did not <laughs> so, jive. Oh no! Yeah. No. Boy, you would think you would think that would be the opposite that they would you know climb onto each other. Yeah. Uh, in general, I mean, I, again, I any time I was acting with Howard, mm-hmm. he turned on, and and it was a real pleasure. And always to rehearse with him, it was too. But just during the day, in general. Yeah. You would just kind of have to stay out of his way. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. That, 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 just because, um, and, and not because he would yell or, or, or yeah. get angry. It was just his energy was kind of a. Oh, he was pissed. He was probably yeah. kind of grumpy. grumpy. Yeah. Curmudgeon. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, 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 uh, if if the producer said, oh, get get these new lines to Grumpy, you know that Howard yeah, was right. about. <laughs> I'm not doing it. You do it. <laughs> now, there, exactly. there, there were some uh, stars that came through that show um, that uh, maybe they weren't stars when they started on the show. Like, for instance, I I just saw somewhere that Brad Pitt had an episode. Is that true? Oh, yes, he was there. And he was he was a really good actor. He uh, I mean, just you know, out of the box because he played an idiot character. Okay. And uh, because it, I think the episode was that he had uh, a crush on one of the girls in the class, uh, Maria, played by Leslie Vega. And she had to kind of act. She was like whip smart, smart. Yeah. <laughs> and she had to act dumb in order to uh, mm. impress, in, in order to be with him. Uh, and so good an actor was he that I actually kind of thought he was, you know, a bit of an idiot. <laughs> he was very convincing in that role. Was he he was very convincing. And, you know, and, and maybe it was just my jealousy. You know, someone can't be that good looking and smart. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he ended up dating uh, Robin Gibbons on the show for a while. OK, so that's the other one I was going to ask you about, because Robin Gibbons um, right. was one of the stars of the show. And it right, wasn't yes. during the show that she married Mike Tyson while she was. On yes. Show? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely, and uh, th- that was that brought us uh, quite a bit of uh, free publicity. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, no one had any any problem with that, and uh, Mike came to visit the set quite often, and and he tipped so over the no... buffet, right? <laughs> <laughs> he got mad at Robin. Uh, no, not really. Uh, he and Howard uh, got into a fist yeah, fight. Right. Come on, Come give on. us something. <laughs> Good <laughs> God, man! Well, okay, this is something. Uh, well, I remember when he when I first met him uh every he came on the set and everybody was like really impressed uh and he shook my hand like his like my hand like disappeared into his hand (laughs) yeah and and this big barrel of a guy says how you doing avid it's really nice to meet you (laughs) i think you're very funny and which (laughs) was great and then you know i i didn't have much to say to him because he'd hang out a lot but we you know we'd, we'd say hello and there was one episode where my character was having a 
relationship or a relationship problem. And he actually came up to me and he said, Arvid, can I talk? He was calling me Arvid, which, by the way, was fine with me because yeah. I had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you mean you didn't, uh, po- you didn't poke your finger in his chest and go, listen, pal, <laughs> it's <my> D-A-N. <laughs> what can't you? I am Dan Frischman. <laughs> And that's, you know, Mr. Dan. Yeah, so, to you. Uh, <laughs> so by the, uh, he, he, we went over to the uh, the craft service table and he goes, he says, Ovid, I want to talk to you because me and Robin, we argue a lot and we argue all the time and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> and I realized that the heavyweight boxing champion of the world is asking me for a relationship. Uh, In fact, he's not even asking me. He has, he's asking Arvid. Like, <laughs> the character never even copped a feel, you know. And yeah, so he's yeah. like, a character uh, so who's I, fourteen I, years old, <laughs> <laughs> supposedly, right? Oh my god, true. that is and the funniest so I, story I've ever heard. Well, so well, I didn't know what to say to him really, because uh, I really wanted to be serious. Because he was like, you know, right yeah, there, sure. and uh, I said, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's good to argue. I think. Uh, it gets everything out in the open, and uh, so obviously I'm responsible for everything that happened after that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So so you're <laughs> so the ear taking the blame. So you're the you're the responsible. You're, you're the I'm, for the, I'm the responsible the, the, ear, the ear biting. Boy, you right, just right, the, right. it's just a debris in your in your <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, you're, you're like Germany in the '40s. You are just a wake of terror. So, yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. So. so but, uh, in retrospect, I would have said, man, maybe you guys should seek counseling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So after head of the class, you were um, part of the uh, Keenan and Kel show. And, yes. And at Keenan, of course, Keenan Thompson from SNL, who's now, I think, right. the longest lasting yeah. uh, member of the cast there. Yeah, and he's got his uh, his name on the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Does he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, just uh, in the last month, yeah. So are you still in touch with him? Are you... You guys yeah, we we, you know, we exchange uh, niceties here and there, <laughs> and uh, I, I did go visit him at the show. Uh, took my nephew who lives in New York, and we had a uh, a really nice time. He took us backstage and introduced us to people and such. It was really a lot of fun. So we uh, we just you know uh, did, he, did, was, he was a great guy, really great guy. When you worked with him, it was on Nickelodeon, I think, right? Was that uh, the channel? Yes, I played I played uh, Chris, the store owner of Rigby's. Right. Yeah. Now, did you see the potential stardom in him at that time? Did you think that uh, this guy's going places, or has it surprised you how well he's done? Uh, you know, I he was a star then. I mean, yeah. When those when both of those guys came out, Kel Mitchell as well, mm-hmm. uh, they might as well have been, you know, uh, John and Paul. I mean, just like ring. I'm just yeah. they're, 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 the the crowd would go crazy wherever they went. So, uh, yeah, I, I figured they would continue uh, to do well. I didn't know one or, the, or you know, over the other, but I, they were both uh, very well. They, they had wonderful reception wherever they, wherever they went. So, uh, and they were very funny. Yeah. Uh, so I always figured they would do well. They would continue. Yeah. You know, someone else who's done really well is the Simpsons character Milhouse. Uh, and uh, has anybody ever admitted to you that they based that character on you? And if not, let's sue them into oblivion because they are ripping your stick off. If I were you, my attorneys yes. would be on the phone right now. Yes. I, you know, I did. There's uh, one of the original writers, a guy named Dave Merkin. I'm pretty sure I have his name right. Um, 
was a, a stand-up once upon a time at the comedy store when I, you know, back in the eighties when I was there too. And I ran into him some years later. This is already it was it was, uh, it was decades later, and and maybe a decade or two ago. Uh, and I mentioned to him that I mentioned yeah. that to him. And I said, there's some people have been telling me this every so often. People would say, you know, that Millhouse is kind of based on you. And I asked him about it, and he he went he he went silent. <laughs> so, oh, really? Uh, so it's true. So I'm going to go with yes, but I'm only conjecturing. Yeah. Right. Lawyers. Well, so, I, mean, I, <laughs> I have no He's a dead ringer. He's yeah. a dead ringer for your character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So th- this is the other thing I found out about you that I think is fascinating is that you're an accomplished magician yes, uh, yes now it's... dave here has been known to pull a quarter or two out of somebody's ear i don't but, like to brag yeah. dan but i uh, for the under four crowd i am huge, huge 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 oh yeah but well i got you... grandkids now one who's four and one oh, okay well so. uncle dave is going to uh <laughs> but you're a full-fledged illusionist i mean you you really are into but... this aren't you well, I was at one time. I, that was my. I, I started when I was eight years old as like you know a hobby that uh, a rite of passage for uh, many boys and girls. Uh, but I kept going, and I was by the time I was fourteen, I was doing four or five shows a weekend. Wow! Um, I couldn't even drive. People would come and pick me up to take me to their kids' birthday parties, and you know I'd do a show, and then the next parent would pick me up and take me to their kids' birthday. This is all in uh, northern New Jersey, Morris County area. Okay. Uh, but then I, you know, in high school, I did illusion shows and floating people and, uh, magicians would know the super X levitation and the zigzag, all those sort of things. Uh, and now I just do it for fun. Uh, I but have you're still channel. doing it. You're still doing it. Yeah. I have, I it, my, one of my, uh, COVID era projects was, uh, a channel who Danny.com who Danny spelled like Houdini H O U. D a n n y dot com, mm. where there's I have about fifteen uh, like three minute segments of me doing magic, uh, and I'll continue to do uh, more of that too. So it's it, it's just for fun, and I'm always uh, reading the trade magazines and going. I'm a lifetime member of the Magic Castle in Hollywood, uh, so I go up there and watch really you know the top pro magicians and really enjoy it. You know, I got a Houdini story. Yeah. You're oh, right. okay. Yeah. So. My my parents lived in Germany. Uh, they came here in 1949, and my grandfather Ooh. my grandfather actually, uh, yeah, the name Stern. It was not a great time to be in yeah. Germany. But my grand, uh. my grandfather, who owned the largest newspaper in Germany, died in 1933. Uh, and family lore was that him. He was a very famous. I mean, this is right when Hitler came to power, but he was a very influential newspaper, you know, guy. And the yeah. family lore was that. Houdini was at his funeral. It oh. w- it, and I would flop that out yeah. all the time. To I met him when people. we were in college. Right. We're, uh, we're, we're like almost 60 years old. And I met him in college. Mm-hmm. He told me this story. Right. It's the, the f- first day I met first him. Time. Yeah. Right. If I met a girl, it would be the, it would be my line. And then when I was about 45. Then Google was invented. <laughs> yeah, then Google was invented. <laughs> and Houdini had died like four years before my grandfather did or three years. So yeah. I lived a lie. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. all the all the the, the 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 times I told the Houdini story. So. Not that that means anything, yeah. but just uh, uh, you know, that. Uh, have you ever used your magic skills in your acting? I mean, is, has anyone ever said to you, like, uh, you know, you can get this part if you can cut this woman in half? Or, you know, is that ever have, have your have your two worlds ever collided? 
Uh, yes, but only indirectly. When I was first starting out, uh, and I didn't have an agent, and I would uh, hear, I would hang out at the comedy store. I was doing stand up at, at uh, in, in in Hollywood, and I would just. I, my ear was always open to hearing about uh, all these uh, comics who, were, who had big William Morris agents yeah. uh, and ICM agents. Uh, I would hear what parts they were up for. And if it sounded even remotely like it might be something I could, uh, I should be auditioning for, I would act as my own manager and I would call up the agency <laughs> and, or, or the, you know, the casting office. Do you, and did I'd you say, use a different is... voice? Did you have oh, like a, an agent uh, voice? You use Milhouse's yeah. voice. Yeah. Lay, you? lay your agent voice on us. Do, yeah. do your, do your call right uh, now. Some, well, sometimes I would, sometimes I literally, I sometimes would do a little, like an English cockney. Says, uh, <laughs> I've got, my name's uh, uh, Bill Howard and I've got this wonderful uh, young <laughs> comedian. You've not heard of him. He's just new from New Jersey. He's, Tearing him up at the comedy store. You've got to see him for this role. Uh, and 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 they would usually just, you know, be right. used yeah. almost and yeah. just say, we'll have, you know, send in his info. Have him, you know, send in, or send in his info and we'll, we'll have a look. And then the next day, at that time, you could walk into any studio. Now, you know, now they'll tackle you. But, right. Um, at the door. But, uh, and so, but, so I would just like, walk into the studio with my picture and resume uh with like many uh, made up credits i, I <laughs> recommend lying for any actor out there well it says here you won the Nobel peace prize dan when did you when did you win the Nobel peace prize which part were you in the godfather <laughs> yeah. i don't remember that <laughs> exactly uh so i would walk in and say uh my manager said that i should uh bring this in today uh and can i can i meet the casting director and audition for the part and it worked exactly twice. Um, <laughs> one was, um, one time it was for a, a Ted Knight show, Too Close for Comfort. Oh, yeah. And there's the character of Monroe that uh, Jim Bullock ended up playing. Yeah. A uh, very funny man, and I'm glad he got the part. Uh, but I walked in for that audition, and there's a bunch of character guys sitting there, and I realized I'm here at the right moment because <laughs> this is that audition. Yeah. And I went up and I gave them my... Uh, I gave the receptionist my picture and, and uh, I said, you know, can I meet the casting director? Pat, somebody, I forget her last name, but, uh, and he's, he's, he kind of looked at me and I said, well, who's your agent? Do you have a, an appointment? I said, no. And he said, well, I can't really get you on it. I said, well, do you mind if I wait? And uh, he, he said, well, suit yourself. And I just sat down and everybody's kind of snickering and staring at me. Yeah. And the casting director comes out and she picks up the, the, the clipboard and she's looking around everybody and she looks at me and I'm thinking, Oh, the gig's, the gig's up. Yeah. And she, cause she goes, who are you? And I went, I'm Dan Frischman. My manager, you know, Bob Howard said to come well, over. My with. manager's Bob Howard. <laughs> oh crap. I just did the boy. Yeah. Shit. I did the guy. <laughs> right. I did, I did the wrong. I did the guy. Anyway, she said, come with me. And in front of everybody, she takes me to audition wow. for her. Wow. And I auditioned for her. And then right away, right away she said, uh, okay, to, you're uh, coming to producers tomorrow. And, and I didn't end up getting that part. I, and, and to tell you the truth, I wasn't ready. I didn't really know how to audition. Yeah. Uh, here's a lesson for actors starting out. When, when you walk in and there's like seven people in an office and there's the exec producers and the writers and the direct, and they say, um, He's looking at my the, the 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 guy behind the desk, the exec producer, is looking at my resume and says, uh, "Dan, what have you done professionally?" 
Yeah. And I could have come up with all the magic shows I did, uh, working with doing the stand up and the couple gigs. I did one in Chicago, oddly enough, uh, that I did. And instead, what came out of my mouth was, well, I haven't done anything <laughs> professionally. Uh, uh, I might as well have said, please don't hire me. Right, right, you don't yeah. want me. Uh, you know, I've learned since. <laughs> yeah. The next time I went, walked in, I was ready. So you're so, so you're suggesting people lie. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's Absolutely. saying. You know, yeah, yeah. How well, did you get the head of the class gig? How did that? Yes, come up? I lied. I walked in for real. The first thing, well, uh, I I got in late in the audition process because they were originally going for actual fourteen and fifteen year olds. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think they realized they couldn't get the talent they wanted, and so they started. You know, looking at the guys, looking looking at us older folk, right? And uh, Mindy, oh my God, what's her name? Mindy. Well, anyway, the casting director uh, looked at me and said, "Oh, you could do this." And I walked in and auditioned for her, and she sent me up, set me up the next day for the producers and the and the director. Mindy Marin was her name, and I walked into that, and, and the first thing the exec producer says is he looks at me, he goes, how old are you? And I said, 22. I mean, just without, and I was ready with a year. Yeah, I was ready right. with yeah you'd done the math previously <laughs> in your head. Right, exactly, because I was ready that time. And, yeah. and he goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, and I figured I could get away with 22, even though I was supposed to be a teenager Yeah. instead of 27. Uh, and then it was after the 100th episode, we had a big party. And at that point, everybody knew how old I was. Right. Uh, There's only one guy, Tony O'Dell, who was just a year younger than me. He played Alan, the kind of conservative character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I asked the I asked the same producer, uh, Michael Elias. I said, "If I had told you I was twenty seven, would I have gotten the part?" And he just kind of laughed and, and and kind of said, "Well, let me put it this way: I never asked you again." <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, there great. you go. <laughs> and in other words, no. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah, so I absolutely. Well, hey, listen, this this has been awesome. A this fun, has been great. A fun chat. I, I yeah. actually watched the show. I thought it was a good show. Howard Hessman was wrong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah, it was, was a, a good it, show. It was a you good know show. what? We'll set you up with Tommy Chong, and you yeah, guys can just you guys meet can in a just, cafe uh, and just, just talk about Howard. <laughs> uh, I would get along with Tommy Chong. I would, I would, oh, he's great. Oh, he was up, great. I yeah. grew up listening to him and, and, and Cheech, Cheech and yeah. Chong, so I would love that. He's a great guy. He really Yeah. I think he was high when he was He might. <laughs> have been a little high. We couldn't yeah, get him I, off the phone. Yeah, I know. It was like a 45-minute interview. Like, all right, Tommy, take it easy. See you later, buddy. Hey, listen, man. I got to, you know, no, but just a really nice, really but nice guy. Totally cool Did guy. he do Dave's not here? For Dave's not here. We, no, no, he no. should have because yeah. we've got a Dave. Oh, my God. Well, let's go. Yeah, that was exactly. his phone number. Maybe he didn't do it because Dave is here. Uh, that cool. Yeah. Wow, that's well, a lot of layers there. Let, let, if let, people want to get in touch with you, Dan, how? what's the best way to follow you to to stay up with what's going on with you sure uh there is i'm on uh, instagram uh dan frischman that's just at dan frischman f-r-i-s-c-h-m-a-n um there's an actual here's a quick story for you before yeah. we go oh, we got there's no sponsors yeah, here. you exactly. could you could talk for Bring whatever you want oh gotcha okay there uh i was early on i had done a couple guest spots uh, and so people, I was getting known for just, you know, doing little bits and guest spots. And I got a call from my agent and he said, um, oh, you've been just, you've just been booked in a movie. You don't even have to audition. It's going to shoot. I think, I think it was in Texas. And, um, and I said, well, what's the, and they just called and asked for you. 
for, and it's like a, a week long uh, gig. And I was really excited. This was yeah. the first time that ever happened. And they, I said, what's the part? And they said, well, they, they have, it's, it's being written now, but they know what you do. So, um, you know, obviously it's, you don't have to worry about that. Right. And, uh, so I was like very excited and I'm, I'm waiting to get a script, which it was, was not, was not forthcoming, but my agent was going, my agent wasn't happy with the, um, the contract. So he's going back and forth with the producer the day before I'm supposed to get on the plane. My producer, this is what I learned later. My producer, my agent is talking with the producer and the producer says, well, we're really happy to have Dan. We loved him in Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh. And, and my agent says, thinks about it and said, you know, I don't think Dan was in Lone Wolf McQuaid. <laughs> and the producer goes, how tall is Dan? And my agent says, I think he's like five, eight, five, nine. And the producer went, oh, we thought we had the midget Dan Frischman. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a little person named Dan Frischman. His name doesn't have, by a name has a C in it, his does not. Okay. <laughs> well, and why didn't you just lie? Go there and you. you... No, that one you couldn't pull off. No, come on. Really you sit on your really good actor. I just could have. You know, Walk on your knees. How hard could it be? As somebody who was also like 5'9, having someone consider you too tall must have been kind of nice <laughs> yeah. for once. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I didn't get that part, but I, but Dan Frischman did. And he went and he, he actually did the part. Wow. I, I later met him. Uh, he was a, he became a semi regular later on night court as a mean assistant da and uh and that stage was right next to the head of the class stage oh how about that uh so i was able to go over and meet him and say hello uh and then and then later on we would get checks for each other every so often if a check if a a residual check came in and said uh wookie i knew it was probably not me (laughs) so you know star wars we had bradley whitford you know do you know bradley bradley whitford oh yeah Mm -hmm. and the drummer from aerosmith is named Bradley Whitford too. Yeah, yeah. And he would, yeah. they would get checks all the time right. that should have gone to the other person. Yeah. And they, and from what Bradley said, Bradley West Wing, what was it? Well, I would just cash it. And I think the Aerosmith, Bradley Whitford's mom had to get, wasn't there some story yeah, with yeah. his, with his yeah, mom complained or something? I don't know. Just some, oh my goodness. You know, when, well, when the rockers got to pull their moms in <laughs> yeah, right. to, to, oh, to go beat up the actor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hopefully I've gotten all my residual checks. But, and yes. I hope so. Dan, well, you yeah. could take the other Dan. We're, we're, I think you would take him. Take yeah. yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for, thanks for being this on has the been show, great, Dan. Dan. We really enjoyed it and, uh, and best sure. of luck to you in the future. Dan, keep in touch. Thanks, Rick and Dave. We'll, we'll, we'll do one. My, uh, I have a memoir. When that comes out, uh, yeah. I, will, I would love to come back on. Yeah, and, oh, we would. And let us know if we can help in any way. Um, All right. Yeah, we to, are with your process. You know. so. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, Eckhart. 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 Yes. Based, on, based on Fritz and uh, Eckhart. Yeah, oh, it's very good. Oh, this man has done his research. Yeah. Very nice. I do some research. I do some. Yeah. My, my father's name was uh, Adolf when he was born, so that wouldn't have worked. Okay, yeah. No, we that one kind of isn't as popular as it used to be. <laughs> right. I don't know what happened. Yeah, uh, and, and the little mustache, he pretty much ruined the little mustache for everybody. No longer too. as popular as it once was. But, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. All right, thanks, Dad. Joseph. Right, okay. Great have, to talk have to you. Have a good one. Bye bye. I think we may have an author. Uh, I just, I just love the story of him and Mike Tyson. That yeah. Mike Tyson is asking him for marital advice. 
Yeah, he's got to do that story in the book, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but thank you, Dan. We really appreciate it. It yes. was a great interview. Yes, we're, we're very uh, happy that uh, he was on the show. Um, you know, Dave, we have people to thank. Hmm. We always need to thank people, and especially our executive producer, Tony Lasana, mm-hmm. with opishows.com. Mm-hmm. Opi is hippo backwards, O P P I H shows.com. Got to thank Brandon Herman yeah. for scoring Dan f- for, for us, us on yeah. the show. Thank you. Brandon, we're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. Just move to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Rick. I'm Dave. And we're the hosts of the Minutia Men podcast. Rick is the former executive producer of two Hall of Fame radio shows. Dave is an out-of-the-box thinker, a guerrilla marketer, and former advertising agency. We've been friends for 40 years. I was the best man at Dave's wedding. Yeah, you were an okay man at best. Was that really necessary? Minutia Men and Old Pie Show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs>